Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy, as always, the longest serving member of the podcast community because I've been on every single one of them and hosted them. Uh, I am joined this week by a man who is apparently still doing the wrestling, but we'll, we'll find out if he actually is in a moment. I'm joined by Source Wrestling Champion, as of recording, uh, the gazelle, Grant McIver. Welcome to the show. Oh, and I don't think I'll be losing it anytime soon, so... I don't think, I mean, I, just, I, I don't want to like, peek behind the curtain too much, but we are recording at the end of November and this is due to go out start of February. I think you're fairly safe. You're not going to have, have the title lost between now and then. Um, so we'll go for the boring question and we'll spin it from there as always, which is how did you get into wrestling? Yeah, how did I get into wrestling? Uh, well, when I was a young boy, uh, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. Uh, unfortunately, my dad was obsessed with My Chemical Romance. I was a bit more into football. Uh, right, so we've got our first pop culture reference out of the way. Yep. Everybody, emo reference is done. Yep. Uh, so, not, uh, so when I was a kid, I was mainly a big football fan. Uh, if, yeah, you get a few mentions on my Twitter, you can see I'm a big Celtic supporter. So when uh, I think the end of season 99, 2000, I that, that was the very first time I was a big uh, got a season ticket, so I was obsessed with football. My room was literally lit up with big football, and like I had friends and family that kind of knew about wrestling, but I was just like one of those ones that's like gets nothing to do with football. I, I don't, I don't care. It's I think my basically my first exposure was my uh, aunt gave me a Stone Cold and Big Boss Man wrestling figures for my Christmas. I think it was that year, and there was a bit more question why I wasn't an action man. So, uh, but obviously summer comes around there's no football on and there's no school and, and it gets to the end of the summer holidays when I'm bored as hell and I finally asked my dad eh, any chance you can stick the wrestling on TV because I'm just end up finally getting to play with these two figures and he's like oh, okay sh- sure so I think he ends up putting on eh, WCW Thunder so I think it's just the first one that kind of came up I think it had been on a Saturday night on TNT Back in the UK times, it's Thursday Night Thunder, but it came on on a Saturday night here. So I watched that, I finally go back to school, and eventually kind of like hear people talking about wrestling. I'm just like, oh, look, I've started watching wrestling, and they're talking about oh, uh, Undertaker and The Rock and Triple H. I'm like, who are these people? They're not Sid Vicious. <laughs> so I, I watched Thunder, and I find it okay. Uh, it wasn't uh, anything special. I was just, I was, I'll watch them because of, as people are into wrestling, let's be a child and follow along with the crowd and trends. So they went and said, oh, no, I don't watch uh, Thunder, uh, watch WF Raw. So on Friday nights, Guy Sports get a watch, it's okay. So eventually I asked my dad, dad can I watch Raw on Friday night? And it's just one of those ones you have to take the remote from your parents on a Friday night. So they, they begrudgingly did that. And very first episode of Raw I seen had Kane chokeslam Undertaker through the ring. Um, 
Mick Foley announced a TLC match, which I had no I had no clue what a TLC match was, but the crowd's absolutely loving it. And throughout the show, the uh, JR and King are announcing, or oh, The Rock will be a special guest referee for Lita versus Diving Man for the, the women's title. And I'm just kind of like, who the hell is The Rock? Because they just they just keep on building up the rock. Like the rock must be a special guy, and all of a sudden he comes out last for the match at the end. Everyone goes mental, and I'm just like, that this is this this guy special. I don't know why. I've not seen him, but he just walks, and everyone's going off the nuts. Like, okay, I'm hooked. This is me in. So from then on, I think for a good solid half a uh, good year, I was just obsessed with wrestling. That that was when I got hooked. What, what a way to get introduced, though. Kane, Kane Undertaker. I mean, Kane Undertaker was, was the, how I got introduced, but in that time, it was a little less scary. Mine was an Inferno match, and there was fire. But uh, yeah, go through the ring, and then TLC. Oh, man, what a time. Yeah. What a time to be uh, introduced to it. And you got to see Lita. And, uh, yeah. Every, every, Lita was everyone's favourite. Some people didn't want to say. They went, oh, it's, it's Trish. But no, yeah. everyone's favourite was Lita. It was... It's a little bit different. Um, so, so you went from that point. So, what was that? Two thousand one, uh, roundabout. You said two thousand one. Um, yeah, two thousand. How did you get from that point to actually going to do the wrestling? Uh, I was on off for years. Like, so it's like two two thousand one. Stone Cold beats the Rock at WrestleMania, so I I become raging and fall away from wrestling. Well, I bet I saw a year. I think Ruth Griffiths like Gresham is when I really got back into it. So I ended up watching it basically from until about, I think, let's say 2004. I think I can't kind of stop watching it in uh, 2004, 2005. I ended up getting a wrestling belt, uh, which is still in my car, uh, cupboard, which my parents hated the fact that I bought. I wasn't supposed to buy it. I used their money to buy it when I was 12. So it was, I very much became the one of, right, okay, wrestling's a stupid thing I'm not supposed to like anymore. But uh, eventually, kind of came back and watched it on and off again throughout uh, the rest of the two thousands until The Rock finally came back, which is when I became like an IWC complete mark. Okay, this is me getting every aspect of the wrestling business in my head. I'm on the internet learning what what's actually everything about until I finally find uh, SWA has a training school and. Uh, Scotland, so as I ended up just, I think I just decided right, Scottish wrestling training, and they had fixed it, so they were the very first things that came up. So I ended up looking at that and decided, okay, well, maybe I'll try and head off there. I went to see the Kelvin Brawl at the Kelvin Hall, which obviously was the last wrestling show at Kelvin, the Kelvin Hall, Greg Grado and Robert Florence versus Greg Kempill, Red Lightning. That's my first wrestling main event that I ever seen. Which is absolutely bizarre, but after that, after that show, just actually seeing what these guys were doing because I remember seeing wrestling shows advertised in Scotland and just thinking, oh, it's just uh, your everyday people just deciding to pretend to be a wrestler, or they've just rented it a hole. And I say, well, essentially that's what it is. I actually got to see it firsthand and see they get these guys are actually really good. They don't decide, oh, have we kind of carry on and laugh about. They actually. To put on a professional show, which is absolutely outstanding. So eventually, I decided to just take the bite the bullet and go uh, to SWA's, uh, which is now uh, Source, uh, up in Pollock Shaws. That was my very first session. 
So, I mean, I'm, I'm just going right back to pretty much what started. You said, what belt did you buy? What was the, what was the belt? Uh, the big gold belt. That kind of makes sense if, if you yeah. started watching Thunder. Uh, that would probably be one of the belts you were drawn towards anyway. I was, uh, was, really just the WWE, the world title, it was the World Heavyweight title on Raw. It was real because I had, uh, when I was a kid, I had SmackDown on Sky One, which I could watch. I didn't have Sky Sports at a certain point when like, Triple H was the big guy on Raw with the World Heavyweight title. So it was something like, oh, I can't get to see that as much. So I was a bit more intrigued by that and just the fact that the world title was the most gorgeous wrestling title ever made i think any wrestling fan can agree with that so it's just like i kind of want that so i end up getting a child-sized but actual proper replica it wasn't like a kind of plastic one you get at toys or us so it was a, it's a miniature leather metal one so that was essentially what i kind of bought with my birthday money oh, but because it took two months to arrive i thought i'd cancelled it and therefore spent the rest of my birthday money <laughs> I, I remember I had spent it two times over. I had uh, had one of the miniatures. Um, well, I bought on eBay, and the listing said adult size replica, and it was the Winged Eagle Attitude Era belt. Yeah, and I was so excited to get this because it was a steal. Eighty quid. I thought that's a steal. I'm getting that, and it arrived, and it was the kid size replica. <laughs> I was furious. I just could not believe it. But at that point, I mean, I was when I was very. I was well, I just turned. 18 or something i'd had my job yeah. and i was just i was living at home so i had to pay digs and yeah. i bought i bought the well i bought that one and uh, yeah. the european Ooh. belt and i was like oh i mean that was 125 and i was thinking 80 yeah. quid that's that's a, that's that's a bit that's all right it's pretty good but no i was good um yeah so what how weird is it Cause thunder then you would have possibly seen like filthy animals things like that uh conan and and Rey Mysterio. How weird is it seeing yeah. Rey Mysterio again with a mask this that, time? Uh, that, I don't even think I remember them at that point. I think the only thing I still remember from Thunder was uh, Sid Vicious. I still just remember like Outsiders versus Sid Vicious or even Sid Vicious part of the Outsiders, which is weird. It was kind of, as soon as I've seen WWE, a lot of stuff from that stuff, uh, WCW just went kind of in my head. All I knew from WCW was like Sting Goldberg after, after this is more than after the fact because school are playing with uh, Sting and Goldberg wrestling figures in the playground amongst the WWE figures and the only thing I loved about the WCW figures was they had metal uh, they had magnets in the fists that you could do flips with oh very yeah I had a Raven one um, it was just yeah it was just amazing uh, Raven um, I remember a DDP one yeah. as well I think but uh, for some reason, I don't know why. I don't mm. know if it's because I bought them secondhand, but yeah, the the fists were the wrong way around, so they never actually connected. So they always resisted each other oh. when they were going towards. So I think someone may may have uh, had a little bit of a a go on one of them and just moved the took them out the magnets, put them back in the other way. But no, they never actually connected, and it was it was hilarious because I, I still tried. I mean, I was young. I still tried to think they would connect. Um, you quite like your action figures, yeah. as I am aware on your social media. So do you still have? Yeah. Do you still have your uh, your big boss man Steve Austin and and all that? I don't know. I think they went out with the childhood clear out years ago, so they have not they're no longer in my possession. There's there's always that one moment. Oh, I mean, you said you, you kind of dropped away from the wrestling and out of it. Yeah, yeah, there's always that one moment where you think, oh, I'm I'm too old for this. I'm too old for yeah. figures. 
tool. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown-up. I'm a damn grown-up. I, I had the same at, at 16, where I got rid of all my figures, and I mean all of them. So I had a, I'd the Hall of Fame ones. I had the Yokozuna, John Carradine. They were amazing. But I thought, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a yeah. grown man now. I'm, I'm, I go get my hair cut to the hairdressers. I don't get shaved uh, by my dad on a Sunday. Uh, I am a grown-up, and yeah, I got rid of them for 40 quid, and I've yeah. never regretted anything more. Because now it's like that was a cool Yokozuna figure. Uh, so, so what's so you, you like to, to collect figures nowadays, don't you? Cause I know you got a, a Guerrero. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, I've, uh, I've two Guerreros right off. I've uh, but I, I, an elite one, which I found out was is now worth about three hundred pounds still box. Which part of me is kind of like, uh, maybe I could have just kept in the box. But then again, that was like seven years ago. I went and bought that, and I was just bought it because that was me in the prime of just being a big adult with disposable income that loves wrestling again. But uh, the only one I have kept in the box, and I don't know if you can see it up there, is The Fiend. I, I can see the box, yeah. so I'll, I'll take your word for yeah. it, it's The Fiend. There you go. Alright, okay. So I've just I've bought that and just kept it in case it does rise up in value, because it was the very first Fiend figure. So I'm, I'm just, that, that's me being uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm decided to collect all the, there'll be baseball cards next. Yeah. Um, I, I was exactly the same with the disposable income thing. I spent an afternoon in Elgin, which is uh, which is interesting because there's not many places to go, um, trying to collect all five of the Spirit Squad. And did I get there? Yes, I bloody did. I got all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was you had to play the you had to play the gambling game at Argos because uh, when you order a figure you have to oh, it's just, you get yeah, the it's... one you want. But no, um, they're at my they're at my folks. Um, I've got all all unboxed though because hmm. I wanted I want to play yeah. with them uh, even though I was way too old to be playing with them. Um, but yeah, I got, I got all of them. Nikki came with the uh, with pom poms. Uh, I got Mikey. He came with the Big Show. I think a battle pack kind of thing. Um, but no, I, I, I spotted one of them and I thought, right, I'm spending the day. I'm going to every toy shop I can find and I am getting all of them. And uh, somehow I have the Spirit Squad. I'm yeah. going to have to find them. I'll get them because they need to be on display somewhere. They're they're definitely getting kept. Um, so one of the figures, you said two Eddie Guerreros. Yep, Eddie Guerrero so will be one of your, your absolute uh, favourites. What was yep. it about Eddie that made him one of your favourites? Well, uh, I've kind of... I've... I kind of put a post on uh, Instagram a couple of days ago after doing his anniversary, which I kind of feel like why people kind of look at my, especially my age, love him. I said, for me, he was just, he's it's, it's entertaining. He's like, it just comes out when in that kind of sense of, of my, my kids sitting watching Smart Down at 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, about 12 years old. He just has that, it's that cheeky entertainment because still, like, I've, no one's done a gimmick, kind of like the live cheating steal where you can be a good guy and do all the bad the things bad guys do and still have the fans absolutely love you because you do it in just that certain way that like, uh, anybody in wrestling can try and do that stuff now and I don't think it would have that same effect uh, essentially now people kind of just going oh you're just trying to do what Eddie did but it's um, I say a lot for us people like my age and yourself, your age yourself where like Eddie got taken away from his like a certain age. It's like that kind of Kurt Cobain effect. Like Nirvana fans always just have that certain attachment to Kurt Cobain because he 
the same way young. And I think Eddie has the same factor, but when we kind of grow older, especially and like me as a self try mature as a wrestler, and I'll look back at all the stuff Eddie did, it's just like his timing within the ring is what you want to look for and perfect as a wrestler. It's even when you can just look at him properly, and it's all these wee subtle things that he does, and he does so well. Like you, things I can pick up. I remember watching. Uh, it was an episode where he just kind of comes in as a tag team partner and interrupts the ref count and the referee kind of just argues with him and he just kind of goes back out and just holds the tag rope. Was like I had the tag rope the whole time. It was just like, <laughs> obviously, I'd just seen you come in. I was like, no, nah, I had the tag rope. It's just, he was an entertainer. It's like he was a top entertainer. He's a top class wrestler and he still had that kind of really ability. This as well. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I don't think, I mean, he passed away when I, I turned 15 when he passed. So he passed away when I was 15. Um, and I don't think, I, I loved the 2004 run onwards when he won the title and everything. Mm-hmm. I loved that. But I don't think I appreciated Eddie Guerrero enough yeah. when I was that age. So nowadays I'm watching wrestling with a bit of a different eye. I'm not, I'm st- I'm, I never really was, I tried not to be that guy who would go, uh, Oh, the backstage issues and all. I didn't. I didn't want to be that guy. Never be the internet mark person. But yeah. uh, nowadays, because now I just watch wrestling because I just want to watch wrestling. I want to bloody enjoy it. I don't want to, to yeah. analyze it. Um, but going back and watching his stuff, man, it's just every movement meant yeah. something. I often I compare him totally different style, but Randy Orton's the same. Every move yeah. that is done in a match is done for a reason. Yeah, it's, just a, it's like um, moving with purpose and not wasting any motion. It's something you get taught to try and perfect uh, when you're in a wrestling school. It's just like it's one of those ones that you can try years and years and years and never get it. And there's people that just it looks so natural to them. It is, and that that's essentially what we kind of look at uh, guys that are wrestlers in levels of WWE. It's just they look, make things look so effortless. And you try you try you try and do it yourself, and you try and do a match yourself, and you're like, well, why can't I never do it the exact the same way? It's just because they're absolutely unbelievably good. Absolutely, I mean, time. I, I again, when you're younger, you don't really appreciate timing, but man, when you watch stuff yeah. now when you're a bit older, you're just like, how it's split second stuff between it looking really good, which yeah. it does, or catastrophically bad. <laughs> either yeah. way, there's a second either way. Uh, for that to happen, uh, another favourite of yours that I know of. Um, again, it's not like I've been—I haven't been stalking you. I've just—I've done research. Uh, is Christian, uh, which I'm a proponent of. I, I love Christian. Uh, definitely one of my favourites um, as well. Again, it was Christian just another one of those just cool guys that struck with you? Even Christian's a bit more like recently. Like I took the inspiration of Christian's. Ed entrance jacket and trousers because it's just one of those ones I'm looking at like nobody else is doing that kind of style anymore like obviously like, wrestling's evolved over years and like the way we were the first person that wore long tights people didn't used to wear long tights somebody have had to introduce that somewhere and then all of a sudden people have picked it up and I was one of the ones with like no one's done the big jacket and trousers since Christian so was, I'll take that and it helps me stand out but Christian's one of those guys that just always was it under, like just working hard underneath, like uh, 
Edge and Christian was when one of the very first tag teams I watched and I absolutely hated them because I was a big Hardy Boys fan. And then you kind of just rewatch back and you realise why you hated them and why they're so good. And special as well with Christian, when Christian moved over to TNA and became Christian Cage, it was the one of those ones like he kind of just disappeared from WWE and I wasn't watching uh, W at the time or even TNA, but I had friends that were similar and they were all talking about Christian Cage, Christian Cage, I'm like, this Christian Cage is Christian from WWE. And I was like, you're talking about him if he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And you're like, mate, he is. Valentina, he is. But just showing you that somebody can be in a big pond and then go to somewhere else and they can completely shine out and finally show how good they actually are. you can't go back and watch Christian. You just see how different his style was when you're actually watching from a different perspective. Absolutely. Uh, TN, that was TNA's first proper big name, yeah. I would say. I mean, yeah, guys like the ones that, that either WWE didn't want, like Jeff Jarrett, yeah. uh, or the ones that just wouldn't go, like Sting. But I think Christian was the first, he was the first one to proper jump. Because uh, even, uh, even uh, announced in 2005, I remember watching SmackDown and yeah. they were saying, Christian's final match tonight. And I'm like, wait, what? Guys, what's happening yeah. here? And then three months later, it is popping up in TNA. Uh, of course, she was watching on the wrestling channel at the time, um, and and yeah, it was huge. It was a, a huge sign. But yeah, Christian's just one of those best guys. Of course, he would have been the first one of the first teams you saw because TLC being announced, which yeah. is uh, so, the, the hardest. That was the, the, them in the ring, think calling for a strike because they're fed up with the Dudleys hitting them with tape, putting them through tables, and the Lardies jumping off ladders. They're all right, you banned ladders. And tables and that, they're all going to be in a match with your chairs if you want them. So it's just that it's essentially they were one of the kind of main events I was already introduced to as a kid. They were already getting a lot of TV time, promo wise and wrestling wise. So Christian's been there since day one for me as well. Um, you, you mentioned your love of the Hardy Boys again, kindred spirits in this. I think we're going to find a lot of similarities here. Hardy Boys were my were my guys. Uh, I mean, I started watching 98-99, round about then. So uh, I, I'd, again, dipped in and out just because I didn't have the facilities to watch. Uh, I'd have to rely on my, my mate recording stuff and going over to his house to watch it. Uh, but Hardy's, man, I was always Jeff. And my other friend, he was always Matt. And we'd we'd wrestle at school. Um, and we'd always be either Matt or Jeff because I would be the one that would climb onto things yeah. and balance on it. Um, can't do that anymore. But uh, I could at the time. And uh, and, and oh, yeah, yeah, the Hardys were just dude, again. You're, you're talking about different. Nobody was wrestling in, in the, their cargo pants and, and yeah. ripping off their their tiny thin uh, tops. And Jeff with the um, your mum's tights up to her arms. <laughs> and uh, I was, did you do the? I'm assuming you, you did the same as, as I did. Then you, you, if you if your mum was chucking out any tights or that, you'd be like, I'll have them. For a minute, and they'd be going, that's a bit, bits of suss that, <laughs> and just going up and just cutting them up and putting them on. I was I was fortunate I had football socks. I did my football socks. That's a bit. That's so like a, a, that's that. like a bit more manlier. Manly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not as manly when you're breaking your mum's bed doing swanton bombs on it. So, <laughs> uh, th thankfully, I mean, again, I was I was old enough to know better, but thankfully, a, a video no. camera disappeared from my house that had a video of me um, attempting a swanton bomb off a wheelie bin. Uh, I was 
in my late teens, so I shouldn't be doing it. Uh, but th thankfully, that tape has never been recovered, or otherwise it would be on YouTube by now. But we all did it. Said, don't try this at home. You always find different ways. Oh, I didn't say my home. I didn't say my garden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say school. And then they started saying school. I thought, ah, you ruined that. Yeah. Uh, I said something into there. Just, just don't do it anywhere. Don't, don't do it anywhere, please. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what the advert is now. Don't, don't, don't try this at home, school, don't try or this. Don't try this. Just don't try this. We've got video games where you can pretend you're doing it, so just use that and your figures. Buy your figures and buy your games. Speaking of video games, great segue. Awesome. Right. So, so you're 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 big into the into the rest of video games as well. Um, where did that was that kind of like just did you get back into that when you got back into wrestling or was that kind of like your what you're in between watching wrestling back into yeah. the games or i think that was like i was part and parcel with the wrestling as well like um can i always been half a gamer even when i was a pre-teen pre-teen or teenager just getting gaming magazines so anytime i kind of fell away from wrestling and learning about other new wrestling game development i'd be like all right i'll i'll, I'll I always get the wrestling games and I still always kind of just have played them so like I'll get back into and see uh, who, who's new so I know who's going to be in the game so I'd always so sometimes when the, a game would come out it'd always be that refresher for me when I was a kid and phase is going to come back in again for me so it's like uh, say like when I got, got wrestling games as, like, uh, as a kid it was just when the first time when I started watching wrestling, I was just okay. Video game, any, any video game, like SmackDown, SmackDown Two, mm -hmm. WCW Nitro, mm -hmm. fucking Thunder, um, Attitude, and Warzone. What the hell are they? Why, why are Clay making video games? They can't make video games. Uh, so, wrestling uh, wrestling games are always something I can always kept coming back to. It was just something that was always quite fun. Like here comes a pain's always one for me that I uh, play and replay. It's, it's always a, here comes a pain or no mercy for folk. I have no mercy. Uh, just N64 is something I can never really properly play. I've always just ended up playing N64 ports on like GameCube or something. But uh, I think the, la the last proper uh, wrestling game I got was 2K14, and that was when I properly started training. So it'd be like, okay, I'm done. Just try to do wrestling games. Now I'm going to focus on actual wrestling. And plus, I have all the best ones anyway. I was uh, I I can't argue with that to be honest. Um, I, I'm still playing two K twenty, um, for my sins. Uh, to be honest, it's just, um, well, I mean, like I said, this will be going out in like two months or something, two three yeah. months, whatever. Who knows? But I was playing two K twenty today, and I was thinking, this is actually working. This is going well. And then Scott, because I, I made a bunch of Scottish wrestlers, yourself included, um, and then right at the end of my universe mode, Scotty Swift, uh, ran off. Nobody, an invisible man. Uh, you're just, you're you're ruining it for yourself. Two K twenty. You're just broken for the sake of it at this stage. Um, it's just awful. How weird was it seeing that myself or others have made you in video games? I can especially always like, just one of those ones where I'm I'm not expecting myself to kind of get made. As well as EC or, or obviously where you'll make a a version of. Or, I call like somebody like Viper or something. It's because all oh, the dead popular. All of a sudden, somebody takes the time to uh, make me, and I'm just thinking back to when I f I saw Raven debut in WWE and decided to make him in SmackDown 2 because it wasn't SmackDown 2. And remembering how long it took 
to make him look absolutely perfect. And I realised, oh, that actually has is the time someone takes to make me, which is uh, quite humbling and pretty nice as well. And you just see somebody take, take the time for that. And if I, if I had the game, I'd probably download it as download my character as well. So it saves me the time I actually make myself. <laughs> uh, oh, Smackdown 2 create mode. I, oh, I remember how, how awkward anything was on there. And I'd hear at that point, so, I mean, it was even harder um, at, at that the back, time. The back, the back ring music still loves in my head. <laughs> um, I can remember, oh, which one was it? Might be to shut your mouth, possibly. Uh, I would uh, spend my time on game facts. And uh, I made, it took, it took me about, I'm going to say a good five hours to make Charlie Hoss. Yeah. Of all people, Charlie Hoss had to... to to use a certain design that had to get it so it's skin tone and and thinking back now I didn't even like Charlie Hoss why did I spend the time to make him it was just oh I don't I just don't get it um you're I weirdly really, really love the team angle period the most strongest type uh, most greatest tag team it's just I, I, I do have it's just, so it's more I got into wrestling I did more gain affection of the, the the actual technical just wrestlers it's like I actually just make because they make the wrestling things look pretty instead of just being big fucking brawlers and I'll hit one or two moves and just say no I know this weirdest as uh, weirdest hell move that you've never seen before and I'm just like oh okay this is quite interesting as like, you get you get that wrestling nerd feel coming in from you is like, oh this is really different really cool and then you're just like oh no here's a big flip I've seen him insult before <laughs> I want you to see the, the Hungarian back stretch. I would absolutely agree with you with the team angle thing, but I was making post team angle Charlie Hoss with Rico. So it was just, I just don't know why I made him. It was just, I think it's just because I was on Game Facts and I thought, ooh, I'll make that. And it's just a oh, waste of time. Absolutely. I never used them. Never used them afterwards either. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely agree with you. Uh, I, I'm definitely a proponent. I like just, I like. I don't know why I like logical wrestling. You know, yeah. it's like people like, like the brawlers make sense. Yeah. To me. But every so often I do like a, a just like a pretty pretty wrestling yeah. match where they do it's, pretty holds. It's annoying as like a wrestlers like we can we do tra- uh, training and like training matches in the school. You sometimes you do stuff where it's just like you're doing stuff to you know like pop the boys or even kind of entertain yourself as you're wrestling because I, I, I want to do stuff that I want to do. But it's like you get into uh, an actual crowd and you're like you do this stuff and the crowd doesn't react to it so sometimes you're wondering like are we just putting on a boring show for the crowd but there's, there's, there's other times like if, if i'm the crowd and i'm watching a wrestling match like that that kind of way to see i'm more intent just like i'm actually looking at every intrinsic thing that's happening that's why i'm not reacting unless i can do something like in a pop site like i'll say a uh, wrestling match i think everybody should kind of re-watch is some is who was it i uh, regal versus benoit with they do the exact same thing they just wrestle at the beginning and you just have the crowd kind of oh they're just kind of nice and watching it's their style you can see people walking about and you're wondering are people even paying attention to this until regal or benoit has a chop and all of a sudden the crowd just go off so sometimes if it's something i need to learn how to do when i'm actually in a match when we go back finally and for a place i've had that experience of if a big ADM's listening, he'll remember me and him had a match about four years ago inside the social wrestling school, which was just completely silent. There maybe been about 20, 25 people there, but it was near enough silent for the entire match, and we're just kind of like, did they hate that, or were we just doing the things that are just like, they're just paying, really paying attention to it? 
because we're always being told the or you can tell good silent and bad silent in wrestling crowds which is like people are, are being absolutely silent and just obviously paying attention to you like they're watching a film or if you can hear a wee kind of murmur going did you catch i'm a celebrity last night sham i was uh, so there's there's different kind of reactions that i can match that's can be deemed born can get definitely i i am i am that kind of fan i i, I don't yeah. react at shows which is super irritating not just not just for yeah. wrestlers to watch me just go uh, but for myself as well because i'm like i want to i want yeah. to show that i'm into it but i want to watch it so i don't want to be that's like it. shouting like, that comedians complain about silent laughter it's just so they go, they go, they do a gig that's entirely full of people that have that silent laugh, and you're just like, you find my, you find my jokes funny, and it's just one guy just going, <laughs> no, make noise. So no, I, it's, it's, I, I, it's good when a crowd makes noise, which is why I kind of love Govan so much. You don't you, oh, sometimes you don't need to do anything. You don't need to do anything, but Govan, you can move your hand and just can't. You can go, you can go for a pint at the bar, and they'll still make a bit of noise. Because I just go, why are you going to uh, the pint, uh, going to the bar for a pint? Govan is a very. I mean, I've, I've never, I haven't actually went to a show in Govan, but I've been watching him back on on uh, YouTube. Yeah. God, that's a crowd. Yeah. That's that's I think yeah. is, that's probably a crowd every wrestler wants. Yeah, um, they're just they're just absolutely off their. Uh, can't swear on the show, and this myself as well as breaking it. But they're, they're, they're just they're just off their minds. On yeah. sugar and and just they just want to see people just yeah. smack each other about and it's just amazing. Yeah, to watch it's, it's, you go. It's when you once you go back to wrestling is for kids kind of deal. Like as much as I'm an adult and you're an adult, we kind of have friends that just absolutely love wrestling and we gang grows and that we do go to wrestling shows. When we get to kids, when you get to feel like family friendly shows and it's just adults, you do not get the same energy and the same reaction as you do from kids because adults have. Uh, like shame, they don't they, they don't want to go. Oh my God, it's a camera guy! You just kids are just filled with sugar. Going, they they don't care. Like, I remember doing Paisley, uh, four three years ago, and there was about a thousand people there. It's the most of our wrestling. We were on a it was an eight man tag match. We weren't announced. No, I had maybe a handful of matches at this point still, as as well as the rest of the guys. Nobody really knew who we were. Especially, especially kids, the kids still didn't care. They still just went, "Here come wrestlers! You guys are cool. You guys are in doing bloody wrestling. We love you regardless. Are, we, are you a good guy? Yeah, I'm a good guy. Yes, on you go." It was like, even even if it was like, like "Oh, I don't know who the hell you are, but I'm on you, on you go. I'm going to go along with the act of we still shout and ball like we don't give a damn." I just yeah, want to. I love going to shows up uh, up here um, because, well, they're all family friendly ones up here anyway. Yeah. But uh, uh, WrestleZone, for being the big example, I can I, I don't mind. I don't like that I sit in silent and watch, but I don't mind because there's a good 20, 30 there that are just going absolutely nuts. Yeah. And like that's fine. It's not awkward because they're doing my job. They're they're pretty much doing what I'm thinking, and I can just watch and go. I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'll have to remember some of it for for writing later, but I'm enjoying the moment. Um, that's why my reviews are pretty like. If if you can tell whether I've been at a show or I watched it on YouTube, how much detail I actually remember. Because if I go to live, I don't remember anything other than what I felt. 
yeah. if I'm watching on YouTube, I just go through the moves and go, well, that was pretty cool. That was neato. Or if it's Govan's case going, they're a bit rough <laughs> to, to, to the females or to, to the, the, the portly lads. They called them fat quite a lot. But uh, it's just, oh, <laughs> uh, man, if, if when shows return, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think I'll probably I'll probably hear the Govan crowd from here because uh, it's going to be that just nuts. Um, so back to your training. And I started SWA, which became Source. What was it like taking that first bump or hitting the ropes or just your first day? Oh, well, uh, my very first session, I was sick twice. Which so that I, I, I have a lucky and perhaps hard work I do myself to get to a really a, quite a decent athletic stage where I do go throughout the kind of trick drills and trials quite well. But in that very first session, I f- remember we did, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the infamous card workouts, but I ended up doing the card workouts, which essentially with, uh, just educate quickly, every suit on a card deck is given an exercise. So spades are usually squats, clubs are usually push-ups, hearts are uh, core work, and diamonds are movement. So that... Uh, but very first session, um, given this as our warm up, and I think I get to about sixty push ups before I'm eventually doing on my knees, and I'm struggling with that. Move on to our very first show, which is set goes essentially just getting yourself up off the ground and back down on the ground again into a faint stance. End up being sick from that. Next show is up and overs, where we can, if you've seen Cody Rose do it, you just basically run to a corner, push yourself up, and jump backwards and duck a clothesline. Did that, end up being sick again. Eventually, the coach at the time demo, now Kelly and Dane, just kind of went, yeah, you feeling okay, son? <laughs> and just uh, sent me away. Uh, basically, split me up for the rest of the class, and I went my way with another trainer to take my first bumps based on tons of padded mats, which it made it a lot better to begin with. So I'm just basically learning how to fall. When you can learn how to fall, it's... When being gradually t- took into it, it's okay, and then you take the first one on the actual proper uh, ring, and you're just like, that's a bit of a game changer. Yeah, basically, you when I went back to training initially after lockdown, before we went back into another tier four lockdown, the first bump was just one of those ones. Was like, here we go, here we go, here we go, and it's just like, okay, my body's not felt that for a while. It's not felt that impact trauma for for a while. This is going to take me back in used to again. So it's one of those ones. It's just that big shock. It's you're welcome to wrestling. Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's, one, it's, the one you take yourself is a lot better than the one that's forced on you from a slam. So it's something better for that one. It's whatever. It's like when I was younger and I thought oh, I might be able to give it a go, and then just just the sheer thought of it, it was just like mm. no, and then and then I just ate instead so i've decided that i prioritize just eating food than actually training to to be a wrestler um other than that, i do have lofty dreams to one day maybe do a couple of sessions maybe learn how to safely not neck myself and, and do some yeah. be a manager maybe or do something yeah. uh in front of a crowd because i've yeah. done some crowd stuff and it was really amazing it was so much fun but i felt like i could do more um but not actually physically do wrestling because yeah. i'll leave that to people that uh, don't mind hurting themselves whereas I I, I would uh, if I stand up funny in the morning I'm just like no nah, that's my day ruined so it's, it's just 
me for me. Uh, how was your first match, though? Do you remember uh, your first match? And, and um, I, first match was against Glenn Dunbar, which I don't think I could have had a better opponent because Dunbar's been around Scottish wrestling before Scottish wrestling even existed. <laughs> I think that's not, that's not a dig at his age, but he's just been been at all and done all. He's basically wrestled every single person uh, worth noting in Scottish wrestling. He wrestled with Grado before Grado was called Grado. He was called Grand Dunbar. He was supposed to be his brother. <laughs> if you remember your history with Scottish, Scottish wrestling, but I was extremely nervous. I had basically trained for about two and a half years. Well, I think five years ago yesterday, I actually got a spot in the battle zone uh, last minute for SWA. But it was actually still a few couple of months before I eventually got an actual singles one-on-one match. So it was with Glenn Dunbar. I had on red tights that were quite loose. I borrowed uh, Alex Kavanagh's boots because mine still hadn't came in yet. And literally it was just a complete script for me in my head. Just go, right, we'll just keep it by the numbers. We'll do this. We'll do that. You do this. Take this. Come back with this. And that's a finish. And it was just me kind of going, that in my head, that in my head. Make sure that that is done. I'm doing that. And it, like no chance of ad-libbing for myself. And it just So I finally I got that out of the way. Is one of those ones where eventually I'm finally doing it in front of a crowd. And no matter how much drills and cardio I was doing beforehand, I was out of breath within like three minutes because all of a sudden I'm in front of a crowd and performing and I'm forgetting how to breathe. I, that, that's one of the, one of the things you, when you start learning wrestling, you're like, oh, you need to learn how to breathe when you're actually in a match because sometimes your nerves and the adrenaline takes over you and you actually forget how to just function and focus. But uh, I ended up getting my kind of good stuff and I had a good number of friends and family that came along to support and I eventually had that kind of good noise and that reaction when I came out, which made it a lot better. And it was, I was just ha- finally happy to get my matching that's the thing with with i mean wrestling i i, I can only sympathize because never about myself but um when, yeah you do all the training and do all the cardio stuff and and get all the moves yeah. safely but then you go out and you have to go right i've got to do that mm-hmm. and i've got to get the crowd to yeah. react how i want them to and then you start over thinking yeah. oh my god they're they're booing yeah. me when they should be cheering me um, i've got to get them to cheer me now uh oh no yeah. this he's coming towards me uh, I need to duck this, but I also need them to still cheer yeah. me. And how am I going to do that? It's just yeah, there's so much multitasking that when you're just watching wrestling, you don't really understand what they do. You just say, "Oh, I'll try to be a wrestler, and then I can go and wrestle. It's fine." And then you actually still have to do it as a profession. You just like, okay, come out, make sure I get the crowd reaction. Make sure I'm fucking, I'm paying attention to the crowds out there. Make sure I'm paying attention to the crowd. I actually remember what I'm doing inside this match. Or oh, we've screwed up somewhere. Uh, do a wee bit of ad-libbing just to make sure we cover it. The, the fans don't know what we were supposed to do. So we, if we can play it off, you don't know. You, you don't know how many mistakes you've actually seen in, in a match. And you don't know how many things, how many mistakes you've seen you thought were mistakes and were actually planned. Which actually just blows your mind. I kind of like to do, do that in <laughs> matches. I, I've, I've got this weird thing. Where I kind of want to have my matches to have the rewatchability of a film like Hot Fuzz. They have to rewatch a match to see something you completely missed, which is one is weird, and two, you need to see a lot of stuff with wrestling as well. You need to make it obvious. But if I'm, honest, I'm having a really big 
match. I don't think I can have that. Those wee kind of daft things to watch if, to, to encourage somebody yeah. to watch again. I mean, you're saying, well, yeah, you said something like that, but that's like a, an Eddie Guerrero. Like, say, so subtle. Yeah. You go back yeah. and watch it and you'll find something new. And you'll go, oh, he, he uh, when the referee was admonishing the other person in the corner, yeah. be not holding a tag rope, he held it up because he's he's being the good boy. He's holding the, the tag rope yeah. he's supposed to. But you didn't see that because you're too busy looking yeah. at, the, at the other guy. And it's just, yeah, it's... it's I like that kind of wrestling because yeah. I like that kind of thing. I like to see subtle things and, and just um, pick up new things because it's all well and good watching the same match yeah. over and over again. But um, like TLC matches, I yeah. still find rewatchability in them because I, the original ones, the, the Hardys, Eddie yeah. Christian, Ws, because there's always something happening yeah. in the background that you never noticed the first time and you yeah. didn't notice the especially second matches time. That, yeah. Especially with matches that there's so much kind of going on as well. Like you get yeah. sometimes you sometimes try and you see you watch those matches and they do direct them as well enough. Whereas it's almost like oh, there's a big spot happening here. I give this a bit of time, bit of breathing space. Next one, it's all like a big domino effect. And then sometimes you just like like a big brawl where like if somebody's if there's a big brawl out inside the actual venue, one part of the crowd is going to get to see something that the other part of the crowd won't get to see, and the other and then another part and another part. So every kind of part gets something special to them was it oh did you see such and such it's like no I didn't see that was it oh it was when he was over at us it was it was when he was fighting over by our table he went and grabbed something to help him with that I didn't see that that was so cool that you got to see that it was so cool that I actually got to see something you never got to see just... uh, yeah yeah absolutely I mean um you're, so you said your first yeah. actual Scottish would it just be your first independent first stress on show in general or was it did you go WWE when they came to Glasgow or, or whatever beforehand or was was Calvin uh, Brawl just your first full stop? Uh, very first wrestling show I think I've seen was up at Seaton Sands uh, holiday camp as I was away with my mum and brother uh, the Seaton Sands holiday camp and there was one of the days where the holiday camps were in uh, the wrestling holiday camps were in the venue so I ended up just kind of going there to see what's up I got to see the wrestling which is pretty cool so because I, it's the very first time I'd actually got to see a wrestling show don't remember too much from it, apart apart from I think there was uh, only four people on the show, say four or five, because it was one was a uh, had a valet. Biggest thing I remember is for some reason one of the guys seemed to be ripping off Jamie Noble. He, he came out in the wife beater and jean shorts with the valet who herself was in a wife beater and jean shorts and doing the whole, uh, just being a dirty, dirty wrestler. The the his wife helps cheat to help, uh, help him win the match. Then there's another match on of another like, uh, good guy and a bad guy and eventually the main event is in the minute tie team. Good guys go over, everyone cheers, yay, we get our foam fingers and autographs off of them. But after that it was, I, didn't, I never got to see anything until Kevin Brawl. Uh, the 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 whole time as soon as you said there's four wrestlers I was like right I know how that's that's three matches so that that's fine because <laughs> uh, um when it was the first time I saw WTL it was exactly it was the same for the first couple of years it was there was it took up six guys that's fine so that's uh that's uh that's your first half done the main event is is the the guys from the first half coming out at the end so it's just it's just it's easy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll laugh at that now because just like oh, two, two, four, four guys are both going to wrestle two matches, get two match wage, 
But the oh, you also got the promote. You think of the promoter just going and say, "We've got all this, these people in. I'm not only to pay four people." Magic. I mean, if, if um, I wouldn't be surprised if they went right. They've done that. Oh, they're still brawling at the end. Battle Royal, yeah. three matches. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sorted. There you go. That's whole show done. <laughs> so, a lot of people during this lockdown, and we'll speak about your actual matches. Like I said, there's, there's no no uh, actual like. Uh, schedule to this podcast but I want to speak about the 128 man uh, wrestle uh, mega wrestling tournament of doom whatever it's called uh, that we set up at the start of lockdown because I was super bored and uh, you're one that you're one of the main ones that did promos for just about every round were you just sitting there just the same just sitting there going I am bored I need to do something (laughs) during this yeah it was just one of those ones I'd finally felt I had the ball rolling with what I was doing in wrestling, I felt like I had a decent enough character. I had started to get matches in all different promotions. It was one of those ones I wanted to just keep going, keep going. And eventually we had, oh, COVID's happened. Uh, the world's going to stop. You guys were uh, happy enough to put on a, a tournament for us. I'll be a wee voting tournament on Twitter. So just like, you know, I'll, I'll have a bit of fun. I'll just act daft and just give myself a wee bit of free license because... It's something I've always, and I need to, I always feel like I need to work properly on my promos, but you always get the sense of if I'm doing this for a show and it looks stupid, it's like, it's it's canon to my character, canon in life. Eventually I had this just comedy tournament, I was like, I'll just have free reign. I'm not afraid to make a, an idiot myself, so I can I, I have a bit more creativity and leeway. But I ended up doing the initial one where it was just like, oh, um. Go, going to promote myself in this tournament, but even as this tournament, it's a wrestling tournament, but without actual any wrestling. And we had that, just like me, com- completely confused. I'm acting as if I'm one big brother. This is this is a reality wrestling show that's unvoted. I'm in the X Factor. Do I need to sing a song? I know a few it, Westlife songs, but Westlife songs themselves are covers. Oh, we'll get onto that. Um, it's your, it's your, it's your loading screen. Your entire loading screen was my personal favorite. That was near the end, yeah. uh, where you just—I don't think you spoke during it. You just literally yeah. just did a fighting stance and would change I'll, the tire. Oh, the, it just uh, that was a, that was when I would just think, what can what can I do? Uh, I I end up that was one. I end up just fighting up. Uh, no mercy, uh, John. Like then you just see the the whole fighting stance. So it's like your character. Just like even like Tony Hawk, it was I think I seen a TikTok of someone doing the Tony Hawk version. And I was like, I could do a wrestling version of that. So I just literally put out every daft little kind of gimmick I've done so far. So even just the the debut tights, the original um start I'm a wrestler tights, the original Gazelle tights. Eventually, stupid things like oh, working ring crew, working as a power forward, working oh, me for some reason dressed up as Eddie Guerrero because I have Eddie Guerrero gear. But it's just that that, that weekend of that creativity as well. Because this year I wanted to, to you seen one uh, throughout the tournament, and I did it from a match with uh, LJ Cleary, bringing back the 2003 Ruthless Aggression motion capture match cards of the, the turn face. We kind of do the move and then freeze. Why to bring that back? Why to bring that back this year? But no. I, I love them. I still do. I, I mean, I, I, even to the point where I still find I still love them, even when like they hadn't done it in time to do a new one with a belt 
So they would still do their normal thing and they would just kind of like just <laughs> plunk the belt on top of the, the person's shoulder. Like Jericho was particularly was particularly bad. Uh, he would just do his, his big motion, his big, and then it would just be a belt right on his shoulder. And uh, it was just Charlie, awful. Charlie Vice went and pointed out one. Um, but so there's a bloke on Twitter that is just reposting WWE03 stuff, and you see Triple H go, he put his thumbs on the belt, and one just slips off, and you're just like, you can see that wee quick adjustment. Did anybody see that? <laughs> oh man, I, I saw, I saw, um, I think it was, oh, I can't remember who it was, maybe Superkicks Design, or possibly, but so someone's doing them on Twitter again with uh, trying to get it yeah. back, and I'm all for it. If, if yeah. any promotion, yeah, wants to do it. I am. I am all in for. Prom- yeah. I don't care where it is. I will yeah. watch them. Over CJ and over. CJ West from School of Irish Wrestling composed ones for their show back in February or January. I'm sure. So oh, if, you can, if you can if you can find them, I recommend watching them. It's I seen him post them up just after I post mine. I was like, you steal my gimmick, and you're just like, mate, those took me two weeks to make. <laughs> I, I, I did mine's an afternoon shoddily off of the TikTok software. He was like, no, I had guys come in and do the whole stuff. It took two weeks. It was monotonous. <laughs> so you can see why uh, production-wise, WWE don't do it anymore. I think it's definitely open to do it when, when the shows return, whenever they do, because I think a lot of companies will be just working with a core roster for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so if there's any time, any Scottish wrestling promotion, do it. It's it's yeah. I all love it, and if that's the most important thing to me, so you know, I want to do it. So you won. Prefer, prefer you, you beat a hundred. So smart, if you're listening, Ruffles aggression promos. So it's you, a million dollar idea. Absolutely, I, I'm I'm in. I will invest. I I have no money, but I will invest. I, I keep cutting Billy off. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so you beat 127 other wrestlers. Uh, probably a hundred of them didn't actually know they were in this tournament, but you you beat Mickey Vago in the final where, with the Saturdays, and he had everyone else on the planet yeah. involved, um, and became the first and only winner hmm. of the 128 man mega wrestling tournament of Doom TM. I am uh, officially the most popular wrestler in Scotland. We had a vote; it was official. Fact: Well, the electoral college decided, not the media. Uh, no, that, that, that joke should be a day by February. Sorry. <laughs> Who knows? To be honest, it could be. <laughs> might not be. <laughs> he's still there. <laughs> he's still there, sitting in the same chair, just going, "Nope." Uh, nope. SWN listeners, today is the 29th of November. Trump is still in the White House. Is he still in the White House in February? Has he still not left? Has he chained himself to the fence? I've seen a, a, a gif of, of uh, a, a Trump lookalike uh, on a bouncy and a space hopper just refusing to leave. Just, I'm just like, I, I bet. That's it. That's, that's just, that's it now. So yeah, we're in 2021 and, and I'm, I'm hazarding a guess and saying that Trump is still in the White House somewhere, uh, cryogenically frozen and like uh, like Han Solo in, uh, in Star Wars and he's just in a, in a room somewhere just frozen somewhere <laughs> forever you'll never leave uh, so we spoke about ADM he sent in a question uh, in, the, in our Ooh. first round of looking for questions uh, asking who's his favourite opponent and why is it me 
assuming he means him. So why why is why is your favourite opponent ADM? Uh, ADM is one of my favourite opponents because he's somebody that actually listens to what I want to do in a match. <laughs> <laughs> Which any wrestling guy listening to that was like, yeah, I, I, I'm so, so somebody who is, what, what do you want to do? And I actually want to do stuff. But, but generally, we, we are able to kind of just think in the same wavelength as well. Like me and uh, except we get on the other level, so we're actually able to just think on what do we actually want to do? Much what kind of creative stuff do we want to do that people's not seen? What kind of story do we want to actually tell? Like, I think one of the better ones, we, like, we've had a, a great match in the social wrestling school, which kind of fell flat with the, fell flat with the crowd, the crowd were just that engrossed and amazed that they didn't make any noise, they were speechless. I had a great one on Linux time, which is all about me trying to climb up to be the next champion. And then we eventually had one where I decided it was the precipice of me going on a heel turn. So it was me deciding to oh, Dave, finally go and take a chair because he's shown that he's not no stranger to taking the shortcut. And eventually, oh no, I'll, I'll I'll be honest and then get smacked with the chair. And it's just that whole, what the hell am I actually doing? So those kind of matches helped create the story out from what my character will end up doing for the next year. Deciding to go, okay, he he says I don't have that killer touch. It's okay, I'll develop that killer touch, and then it came, uh, to head when we had a, a fatal four-way match in government, I finally just hit an, hit an opponent with a low blow while he's tied up in the corner and pinned straight in front of him. Whereas my character a year ago wouldn't have done that. He'd have just gone, no, I need to beat the champion. Get yourself loose and let's fight. So we end up, we were able to take, tell a story. If you, if you look at Source for a full year, we were able to tell a story of me going from, I want to be the honest champion to or you don't have the killer touch, you'll never be as good as me as, okay, okay, I'll think like you, and I'll act like you, and I'll beat you for it. So. That's, that's the kind of long-term storytelling that I absolutely yeah. love. So I, I um, for, unfortunately, uh, because I'm that far away from the shows, I can't go to them live, but um, if, if, if I was watching them back on, say, uh, YouTube, if, if they put up the shows uh, back, and I got to see that, that would just, yeah, that would just have me, just especially that last you said the last bit with uh, with ADM tied up and he watched you take his yeah. belt away without actually being able to be involved. That's just amazing. I, I love that kind of of start to finish kind of thing. What was it like actually winning the Soros Wrestling Championship? Going from your your replica your child size replica of the World Heavyweight title to actually being told or being given an actual wrestling belt. What were your feelings and your thoughts going through that? It was surreal. It was, it was great to finally just actually be like, it was my, was my very first title winning in wrestling. So it was great to just have that kind of moment where like, you hold up as like, I'm a villain. So I don't have the crowd cheering for me. I have the crowd just shining abuse at me and I just get to be that big, this despicable guy showing the the belt in their face, they're going, I was like, you don't deserve that. And I'm just like, nah, kid, I, I do deserve this. You don't know what I've been through, kind of deal. And just like, but it adds up to you know, all the kind of past couple of years that I've worked up in, that I debuted just as Source was finally itself becoming a promo promotion. And was in the, the first tournament where they decided, oh, we're actually going to get a 
wrestling belt in. And in that tournament as well, as I, I forget, we had a match with ADM. So he was one of the people that beat me on his way to being the champion. Uh, but then, then kind of going, going backstage, like, uh, going backstage, just going to be kind of, I think, oh, congratulations off a few, a few people before I make myself, like, have to go through the crowds in Govan to get back up to the change rooms. But I passed my mum, my dad and my brother. They all came there, they were wearing their t-shirts and they get, kind of get me full for me. So it's good to kind of just have that wee moment of people that just always kind of like support me and push me when I wanted to, when I said I wanted to try and get into wrestling. So it's like they're seeing a bit of success for myself and you see that kind of getting proud of me. So I eventually go up to do there because it's a, a battle royal main event. So it's just one of those, if you've heard the, the story of Chris Jericho when he won the Undisputed title, and you think, oh, there must have been a big party from there. Like, oh, not everybody had left the venue because it was the main event. And then he eats cold pizza outside his hotel room because he's locked out. It was just one of those kind of... Was, I eventually go from that big, i uh, finally done something I've always wanted, and then have that we kind of knock back down. I was like, okay, nah, here's reality still. So it's so it's one of those good ones that I don't become uh, egomaniacal. But it was good to eventually kind of... Do, Tab source kind of go right. We can see something in you to do something with the title and help us kind of move into the next kind of part. I love that you mentioned that the ADM beat you in the tournament as well. That just adds that extra. It's like an onion. Uh, you, you and yeah. ADM are uh, the old, old Shrek. You, you guys, so many layers. Kick of layers to the story. Um, so you've you've wrestled uh, a fair bit since then, uh, around about. Uh, including a, a stint under a mask as well, um, in Power Forward. Yeah. What was it like? I mean, I, I've spoken to guys like like Talon yeah. Jr. and I will have spoken to Lucha yeah. DS when this comes out. Um, and they've they've got masks that yeah. obviously don't. So yeah. uh, you're wearing masks before it was the norm anyway, but, uh, nowadays. Yeah. But how was it like wrestling with your mouth covered and restricting yeah. your breathing and yeah. all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that anti-maskers are kind of half right. Yeah, it's hard to breathe, but only when you're trying to do an actual bloody wrestling match. If you're just going to the shops, it's all right. But it's, uh, but it was, it's one of those ones where it's kind of weird just having the mask on you. You're just like you're just trying you're trying to kind of take take taking a big sharp inhale breath when you've just done ran through a quick spot, and it's just one of those ones like okay, right, just pu push through it. But we're lucky it was a like a trio. So most of the time I'm not wrestling single matches, but it's, it's just, it's a weird experience having to wrestle with a mask on because like your, your mask wrestlers will end up telling you you need to be more and more animated with your body as well to convey emotion and story for a match. But it was, uh, it, was a, it was a good mask as well because it wasn't just like st stuck on me. I had to tape up the back because it was kind of just kind of velcroed over, but it just it helped. It was, it was, it was okay to kind of stay fixed. Sometimes you'd have that week in a moment where you've just run for a spot or just had somebody in a head put you in a headlock and you're a bit ski whiffed like that as come your eyes wee bit, you need to readjust. It was just those wee kind of quick moments of a readjust your mask, readjust your mask. But it was a, it was an experience I think a lot of wrestlers need to do just to have like one of those it's just like losing an, an arm. Because your face is one of those things that you use to tell stories within wrestling and it's it allows you to try and Expressing different ways as well. 
And the weird thing as well is you're not supposed to be Grant McIver in that moment. You're supposed to be yeah. one of power forward. So yeah, like, you could be animated, but then you got to be consciously think, well, I can't be yeah as animated as I usually am because people will go, oh, that's yeah. Grant McIver yeah. there. I, I can't, I can't try and re- I can't wrestle like Grant McIver. I can't try and walk and move like me. I, I was one of those ones where I was like, that I put a kind of cane wig over the mask so I can just hide my blonde hair because those people that. I weren't kind of going, oh, is it, is it Grant McIver or not? They were thinking it was zero for a good while. And I'm just like, is, is my hairline that bad now? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was one of those ones that the wrestling fans are kind of, kind of going, is it, who, is, it, is, it, is it zero? I think we think it's zero as the hair looks like in that sense. And then you just have my pal, like, went to square, go and see me do a run-in. And then he just clicked on my brother who went away for a pint. He was like, ah, oh, you just missed Grant. And I was like, was like what? Grant's not meant to be. Grant's not here. I'm here because I told him to go along with the ads. Is like I'm not doing this. I'm actually going to be posting pictures backstage at ICW of me and you in the pub. So it throws off people. It's like, oh, Grant's just posted that he's somewhere else. So it's definitely no ICW. But my my can can hood about my pals because I just I know I know how you walk and move and wrestle. Mm-hmm. I go to see you all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's just that one person that's screaming is like Miley Stewart as Hannah Montana. How are you guys not seeing this? <laughs> I, I can just I can just imagine you though just going, oh uh, zero as and you're going, I think I think you find us dot. Just <laughs> I just imagine she's going No, it's not, I can't be. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just watching ICW on on, on demand is like, is that me? <laughs> I, I don't remember that. Uh, so, so, um, I saw under the mask and uh, and that just to kind of not not stop speaking about the wrestling, but we can't not speak about uh, your recent appearance as of recording on the WWE Network, um, which, which is where you're speaking about your 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 Christian Cage, uh, shiny pants and uh, tracksuit combo. How did I mean? I think the WWE Network put down that it it came it was only June, I don't, so I don't know if that's accurate to when you actually did no. it. No, uh, the taping happened on October third, and I remember that because the Mean Girl reference October third, which I was getting about. I was like, well, when am I when am I going back to wrestling? It's October third. Uh, so it was like we get the kind of information back that we're looking to run quite very sterilised tapings. But essentially, there's a bit big scale in the crew. Like you've seen, uh, there's a full episode that's on uh, the WWE Network right now, which is available for $9.99. Uh, get my plug in, mate. Get my plug in. The sponsorships here. Um, but the you can see that I'm part of the Lionheart League, and I'm just part with Stevie James, Stevie Boy, and uh, Liam Thompson, who's just us four in there. So it was about, essentially, we are just in there ourselves for about three to four hours. And we all wrestled each other once. And it was a very big wake-up call for me to find out that my first wrestling show back, I'm wrestling three matches within four hours. It was one of those ones I was like, okay, how, how long have I got in advance to get back in shape? <laughs> so, so, so that was your that was your bubble then. So the, the, yeah. when, when people are watching it, people will have watched this because I think they'll all be out by the time this comes out. But uh, so yeah, you had your, your that was your bubble, four guys, the yeah. only guys you'd be uh, in, interacting with, of course, other than the referee, yeah. he'd be keeping back as much as possible. Yeah, no, so the, uh, uh, the entire production crew are all to themselves, and you can see them with their face masks. We are told to just 
come in with our face masks as well whenever we're backstage we're all protected and the only people we physically interact with are the people we're wrestling with and we're all checked beforehand as well which is good so did you have to get the actual covid tests themselves or was it just temperature checks yeah i got i got covid tested as part of my kind of job as well so just make sure that um i feel okay just make sure i'm getting tested we're always getting temperature checked as well when we go in if we get temperature checked and uh, we're above it's uh sorry it's a way home i've heard a few folk have had to actually do that which is a shame but yes but, but we're very it's very safe tonight which is i'm quite happy with and there's a few places uh, in the uk like rev pro that have started up and there's places like ring of honor that have started their back up their taping which is good so we're getting to a point where if procedures are properly put in place wrestling can come back on on an on-demand service I'm, I'm, I just can't wait. I just can't wait for the actual crowds to get back in when we can. Yeah, I'm. I'm very glad to hear that because I think, um, because we're we're trying to restrict mention of the actual company itself, so we'll just keep saying WWE Network. But um, it, I'm glad to hear that that's put in place because, yeah. um, of course, there's in our company uh, trying to run shows at this time, uh, which doesn't sound like they have any <laughs> any uh, regulations. In more case of. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're, we're, we're going to put on shows come yeah. watch and you're like, what, what have you done so yeah. um, it's, 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 I'm glad to hear that it's as, it's as bubbled as possible and yeah. there is no chance of, of, of you're not going to be interacting yeah. with anyone outside yeah. of that league yeah. uh, block and uh, yeah I'm, I, I, don't know, I, haven't, I haven't actually watched it in full but I'm assuming that they've got a different referee for the other block as well so it keeps it as separate as possible and yeah. and uh, yeah I'm, I'm very glad to hear that because the last thing I want I, I want wrestling back as much as the next person but I don't want it at the cost of any lives at the same yeah. time because um, I, I think I've said in many other interviews I'm thinking autumn next year is when we're going to get crowds back that's probably the first time I'll get to see a show again um, but at least this way uh, i say three four hours You've been tested, and then that's you until whenever the next time may be. So, um, of course, I don't want any spoilers at this stage because we're recording before the actual show goes out, and it's on Patreon as well, so people can't yeah. actually uh, people can listen to it tomorrow if they pay me five pounds, and they'll find out who wins if I ask who win, who wins the tournament. But uh, so I won't ask any more than that. I just just I said glad glad to know that that company's done all they can to make sure you guys are as safe as possible for that block. What was it like wrestling in front of nobody? Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I, I don't need any about crowd reactions. Uh, it was like, like one of those ones was like we can go out and just get our, our feet back. I was like, because it's like I haven't been able to actual physically wrestle with anyone, even when we went back to when the wrestling schools opened up for a period. Essentially, it was just getting back into ring shape. We can't physically interact with anybody. We're still boxed off. Like I don't. Uh, social wrestling itself has a uh, has a structure where you have to be within a certain area to do your workout. And like literally, there's no training for like wrestling holds or taking or doing moves or bumps or whatever. It's all just back. It was all just back to getting back into fitness, which I was glad that I had that lever, but. It was getting back into the wrestling ring and we warm up, we just do a bit of wrestling and then we take that first bump back in, take that first move and I'm just you're just like 
so it was, it was just um, so it was, it was very good to just finally get back in but it was one of those ones like you had just having to wrestle again it's like how do i do this again how do i how do i move into this game how do i put on this it was just one of those ones that were just okay everything needs to come back right on and it was weird because you're having to practice essentially when you're performing so yeah yeah because yeah, that'll be the first time you've actually yeah uh got to as weird as it's gonna sound touch someone for yeah. a very long time uh i, I mean yeah it's just it sounds so weird the other thing is again it's not something we're going to labor on because it's it's not a happy subject but there was a, a big regime change in source as well so yeah. for between lockdown starting and you starting training again it's all change so uh, was that also another bit of intrepid uh, intrepidation is that the word i'm looking for uh going back to training and seeing how how the landscape was uh with a yeah, bit more so of a, a new role so essentially we kind of had a big meeting because of one of the COVID uh, procedures that were getting put in place. One, we needed to be educated on what, what was going to go ahead with the school, if we were going to go ahead with coming in uh, during this uh, period. But we're allowed, we're allowed to come in back in the regime, but here's what we're going to have to try and do and analyse uh, whatever spread it possibly could be and just introduce what's happening with the school now. So we now have... Uh, the man not from and known as Robbie Solar, uh, Robbie Wisher, is one of the is one of the coaches. Uh, David Devlin is the head coach now. But basically, he took the case here day to day. Got Glenn Dunbar as one of our head coaches now, and flying Ryan Griffin has been brought in as a coach. He has a he works as a personal trainer, so he's been more of his uh, fitness experience back in to source. So now we have main four main coaches. Over at source. Yeah, so that again, a total change um, uh, as well. It must be nice. Now the situation that came to it was nice, but it must be nice to see uh, like Glenn Dunbar, your your first official opponent, one on one. Uh, he's now the guy that's kind of guiding you as well uh, as you continue your your training. So it's kind of like a little bit uh, for yourself, a little bit full circle. You've here. This is the first. This is the guy that yeah. tried to help me first and now he's continuing this kind of legacy kind of thing um as well but no it's 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 very it's, it's a very odd situation i don't think anyone's still properly wrapped their head i mean it's just from a fan's perspective um nobody's kind of wrapped their heads around it i, I can only imagine uh especially it's this it's your home promotion your home school how awkward and and, and how, how much of a change it was um Doing all that kind of being part of not being part of it, but mm -hmm. obviously you're their champion for that promotion, and mm -hmm. you're kind of lack of a better term the face of it, and mm -hmm. then having to go uh, how navigate it yeah. um, for someone who's very active in social media. Did did you find that quite difficult to kind of try not to address, but at the same time not yeah. not to address it? It seemed uh, yeah, it was just one of those ones that. Uh, I don't want to get into any kind of discussions or conversations about it. I just stand here and stay, say support for anyone who is who was speaking out at the time. Uh, yeah, you had kind of people that felt for lack of a better term, some some people were kind of putting their food in their mouths, just getting in arguments and play. It's one of those ones where you're not doing like the person any favors 
obviously they can't, it was almost like a kind of point scoring to an extent, but it was just one of those ones where I just wanted to kind of sit and just, if I had to look at uh, from my Twitter and see a lot of kind of statements coming out, it was just listen and like take everything, take everything in. Very much, yeah. I mean, that's 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 what we had to do. That's what I had to do as well. I was pretty much spending every day when it was coming out daily deleting things, and then once I'd finished deleting it, I'd go right. It's fine. Six hundred things gone. Go to Twitter. Back to the website. Let's get more more stuff. But um, yeah, it's just like I say, we're not going to labour on it because I don't know yeah. the full details. Uh, you've only can you can only talk about what you know as well we don't know all the detail we'll just we'll move on let's speak about happy stuff so if anyone's got their their bingo card out uh, we're going to probably tick one off here with ian skinner uh, he has asked what's your favorite simpsons reference who the hell is ian skinner <laughs> <laughs> oh oh hey, simpsons reference I, I don't really watch the simpsons no, nah, no. Nah. Uh, I've heard it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. We'll, we'll, we'll look up the last Simpsons meme that I saved on my phone. Well, we, we have we have King Homer sitting there. Well, we have your Patreon viewers will get to see King Homer. <laughs> but uh, yeah. let's see. Last Simpsons meme. Well, oh. last Simpsons meme is just MacGyver over and over again because uh, if you watch the newest episode that's on the WWE Network, Sometimes when Billy Kirk gets excited, he says MacGyver instead of MacGyver. I'm going to put that on there at your wrestling spotlight, also known as... MacGyver. MacGyver. Uh, yep, so MacGyver's the newest one, and uh, if it's not MacGyver, it is... I see, we can, we, you can never go wrong with steamed hams. Steamed hams is a long Listen, I see steamed hams quite a lot. Yeah. Um, not saying that you, you've overplayed steamed hams, but yeah. I know that's a that's a good that and Poochie, I think are two two kind of good strong go tos uh, for for the Simpsons memes. I tried it during one of the angsty takeovers. I got nothing. I, I had the Johnny Gargano one yeah. uh, for uh, like Johnny Gargano is not on the screen. People must be asking. Where is Johnny Where's Gargano? Johnny? Where's Johnny Gargano? And it, I, I, I was laughing to myself and it got no <laughs> likes. And I was like, that is comedy gold. That's comedy gold. And I'm nothing. a bit de desensitized to it now, but there's a point where uh, I kind of feel weird. Just my, my entire Facebook was just me, or just Simpsons memes because I was part of so many Simpsons groups. But it was just like, oh, nah, I, that, I, I've made my bed. I, I accept, I've accepted it. This is my life. Uh, I, I, I just skipped past them. It was like one of those ones. But when I first started, I was like, oh no, I need to read every Simpsons meme that comes on here. Now I can just go, uh, that's a Harrison. And a Harrison is, is, is been done. I don't know if you remember that episode with the B Sharps. George Harrison comes back to see the Simpsons on uh, the B Sharps on the rooftop and just goes, it's been done. As I reckon. It's the, the, the um, Beatles. Fun, fun, fun fact the Beatles played in Elgin one time. Uh, at, the, at the Two Red Shoe Theatre, uh, so there's there's a there's a wee fun fact for people that are listening. Uh, the, the Beatles played in Elgin. I uh, don't know if it was on top of the reef, rooftop, yeah. but uh, it definitely was here. Apparently, I don't know. Could be a lie. Uh, we have Bonnie Prince Charlie here. No, there's no witnesses. They just they just said. Um, uh, Dalen Hendry. I'm not sure if I'm saying that name right, and I'm I'm possibly yeah, got him in season two. 
You got it. You got it. It's okay. Oh, right. That's good. I'm going to get it wrong when I, I speak to him. I know it. Uh, he's put best wonder kid he has found on Football Manager. So who's, who's your best wonder okay, kid? Okay, right. This depends on what position because we need to kind of go through a few things here. So in right back, we had uh, Alan McAllister. I mean, I may have looked this up as well, but Alan McAllister, I think I signed for 1.8 million. Uh, for uh, team, team, team I was playing is Celtic. 1.8 million, sold him for, to Liverpool for about 10 million. Good profit, 9 million. Uh, who else? Uh, Fernando Garcia Garcia, the man so nice, named him twice. I think I got him for 2.3 and I sold him to Chelsea for 20 million. So see, he, he, he's my, my best one. My worst one was Chris Jordan, a boy I signed from, I think a 20 year old I signed from Hull. For about nineteen million, uh, I got him a, a three-year contract, and after repeatedly just try to say, and it was like his last year, just sign a contract, sign a new contract, so I can sell you. Is that I want to leave the club? Is that if you sign a new contract, I will sell you. But now nah, he let his contract run out and sign with Chelsea on a free. So nineteen million down the drain, and he was mediocre. He was absolutely mediocre, like not even worth. Mentioned it. I just lost Alexis Sanchez on a free to Arsenal, but he was 31 and he'd played with me 11 seasons and won me two golden bits, a Champions League, and 11 league titles in a row. So, it was that? Was that? He can go, he can go. You, you've done F old Chris Jordan. Oh, thank you, Neil. You've just brought up some annoying memories. I, I don't know how ah. football manager works, whether there is a Chris Jordan out there, but uh, I'm assuming if you ever see Chris Jordan footballer, you'll be like, I hate you. He's a, reg- he's a regen, he's lucky. The, the, the game made him after I went too far in. Uh, football manager, I've only ever played it on the Game Boy. That was as close as that's, well, it wasn't even that, it was on an emulator. Uh, I played, yeah. I played it. Uh, so it was the 1999 onwards season, so I was like, yeah, my United. I'm going to yeah. buy Nicholas and Elka. That's a good investment. That. So yeah, that's that. That's that's the part. I stopped watching football around about probably about then as well. So it was a case. Of, I was kind of the same as yourself. You you're like you're more interested in football than you were wrestling. I became more interested in wrestling, and football just disappeared from my life forever. Um, when I really when I stopped being able to play, when when everyone else is better than me, I was like, I'm not playing anymore. I'm just. I'm going to watch the, the people pretend to yeah. fight instead. That's way more fun. <laughs> um, so we've, we've not only we had an interaction about the, the tournament, 128, I'm adding guys now, 180, 128 wrestler tournament of doom. Um, we also had a very brief, but very interesting chat about boy band members. Um, yes. I think this was the questions for possibly Stone Malone. I think it was. Uh was boy was were you always into the the cheesy boy band stuff when you're younger and you have to hide it, or was it just this more recent thing? How how did you I, get there? I think it is a good bit of nineties nostalgia. I'm trying to look at the highlights here and I can't really see them. I think they did actually put away from my. No, no, there's a good few here. So for your your, your lucky Patreon viewers will be able to see some of my S Club Seven collection. Oh, nice. Uh, I so. Che- che- cheesy pop when I was a, a kid that was mainly into it was mainly Steps and uh, S Club 7 but be good like, well, there's some girl members and some boy members it's a mix yeah, 
I like to kind of watch if it was just kind of general, just completely girls, Spice Girls, or even boys and singers. Like, it's, uh, I, I, I like Steps. Steps are really kid friendly and cheesy. And so Rest Club, they've got a TV show on CBBC. Did Backstreet Boys have a TV show on CBBC? No. So S Club is better. Um, no, nah, but it's a big uh, 90s nostalgia. So I end up kind of just lo- loving just to listen back to it's, it's, it's but, but we're all we're all everyone listening here that loves wrestling is a big Wayne inside. They they they, they love wrestling because that's what they watch when they're a kid. They've got tons of geeky stuff. Most of us still play video games. Most of us still watch up TV shows that we watched as a kid. It's the whole reason I got back into wrestling because The Rock came back, and I was turning eighteen, and I was like, I'm grown up. This is scary. Let's go back to watching <laughs> Power Rangers and wrestling and Boy Meets World. Yeah, um, um, yeah, uh, I that's my wheelhouse now. I, I, I listen to like, yeah, I listen to Radio Two now. I'm at the age where Radio Two is is the one to go for because Radio One's scary, and there's there's too many noises, and I'm just like, no, play Steps. I would like to listen to Steps, please. Um, but yeah, I think it was one of those. I've, I've, I've always I've just top forty when I was younger. Yeah. It's a nostalgia thing. Yeah, you, you did. You had your Steps, and you, you always had your favourite uh, for, for Steps. For some reason, it was Lisa because she was the prettiest, but uh, unfortunately, she could not sing. Um, for, she was just there for dancing, I suppose. Uh, so you always had your favourite in the band uh, for either looks or for for actual ability. Uh, it's just it's just nice and exactly that nostalgia thing. Um, but no, steps are still thrown out of the bangers. Uh, their their newer ones are just still they're Waterman classics. You can yeah, they're just ace. Uh, so I, my wife is humongous into that the Waterman era and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I got to, I, I'm allowed to be that kind of nerd. I don't have to go. Yeah. No, I like, I like cool bands. Like, yeah, God, I can't even think of a cool band. That's how. Uh, so, so it's not even bands anymore. It's DJs, DJs and rappers. That's what it is. D- know, DJs but, and rappers that don't actually rap. They just kind of mumble. I know, but back in our day, we we had we had Blue. We had Simon Webb who did the rapping. Because yeah. <laughs> for for whatever reason he did he did the rapping bits in blue for no reason whatsoever, um, and they had your nine one ones. I was I was due to go to Westlife this well twenty twenty when it yeah. goes out. So well, when we record it, so I was due to go to Westlife this year. I was so excited because they were coming to Inverness, and I was like, yes, I'm going to go see Westlife. I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want people to know I was going to go see Westlife, but. Uh, and then it got cancelled, and I was really, I was super, I was sadder than I thought I'd be sadder about it. I was like, ah, oh, now my wings have been clipped. I won't be able to fly. Uh, so yeah, that pretty much, that's, that's, yeah. it's a nostalgia thing, right? So, yeah. uh, what would be your favourite step song? I, I could probably go through a list of, of bad band, uh, cheesy bands here, and we'll just go through favourites. Step favourite step song would be a tra- tragedy. It was about the one I knew as a kid. Knew the dance moves to it. Dance moves came on the back of the CD. Always yeah, had that had that hand pat down. I was uh, a wee quick trivia fact because I don't know when you might get him on the show. Uh, Luke Matthews, remember hearing this? Like, I listened to the story. So um, Luke Matthews' uh, girlfriend was t- telling the story of how uh, she went on a first date with him, and she was saying uh, he he asked me out to a Steps and Venga Boys concert, and the last she's telling this this story too is just going like him. The, the the guy with the bald head, big beard, and machine head tattoo that spread across his chest. 
asked you to go to steps and Megan boys, like not no chance, no chance. But it was Sammy Joe and Matt Daly's engagement party we were at. And Matt, Sammy Joe ourselves loves our cheesy 90s. So five, six, seven, eight comes on. And Luke Matthews does the dance bit for bit, beat by beat. And the last is just stern looking at it like how how's this bank off known exactly every dance two, five, six, seven, eight? Uh, I can't even remember five, six, seven, eight. That that's the one I know because I did it at my, my mate's wedding. My, my wife got up and, and she, well, girlfriend at the time, she she started doing it and I was like, I remember this. And then by the end of it, we had a wee wee corner where we were both side by side doing five, six, seven, eight. Um yeah, it was just I would love to go to a Steps. That sounds amazing, Steps and Venga Boys. Steps was my very first concert as well, 1998. Oh, man. S-E-C-C. Mine was way... Mine was Pink. Mine was Pink, 2006. And uh, I've never seen Pink. Pink always kind of just went kind of by me. Yeah. But she was the, the, the mainstream, acceptable punk artist. But no, it was weird. It was too, Pink was the first gig, and then two weeks later, I was back at the ACC to see my first WWE event as well. Uh, it was it was rated RKO versus DX in the main event, so it was a little bit a little bit of difference, uh, but still just about the same amount of performance uh, as well. I, I have been to a gig in the ACC right enough. It was to see Blink One Eight Two because the Glasgow tickets sold out. So it was just, but it was just one of those ones like I've not seen them in years. And me and my brother just went and got a bus up to Aberdeen, stayed overnight in a hotel, and seen them, and then went home. Isn't uh, uh, that'd be a band I'd want to see when it's the original lineup? Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to see them. Um, is there, there was a Skiba lineup that we went and seen, but it was still good. So it's not like Matt Skiba is uh, is he's really good in Alkaline Trio, and the the, la- the last Blink Wait album was really good. Nine was really good, and uh, if you can, if you just do give it a listen, uh, Dark Side. Is a really good has a really good track off of it, and the song "Quarantine" was actually quite good, which they recorded during quarantine. Well, I'll, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely give it a chance. Um, and also, Tra- Travis Barker produced the new Machine Gun Kelly, which is amazing. I I, I can't believe I'm actually unironically un- 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 loving a Machine Gun Kelly album after "Invincible" from WrestleMania 28. Uh, if anyone was watching the video, I may have just went a little bit blank because I was trying to remember who Machine Gun Kelly was. <laughs> and uh, all I remember, did you see the guy Kevin Owens? Silly. Did Kevin Owens throw him off a, a powerbomb yes. off the stage? Ah, okay. Yeah. Speaking wrestling to me, I'll, I'll understand it. But yeah, yeah okay. I know who I know who that man is. Uh, it's the same with K-Fed. I had no idea who he was. Yeah. And if anyone yeah. says, yeah, Kevin Fed, like, oh, yeah. John Cena beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him. <laughs> um what about Westlife then? Best Westlife songs? I, I have a Ooh. list. I don't have a, a top 10, but I do have ones that are like okay. top tier. Best Westlife song, uh, basically, first off, straight away, is Fly My Fight Wings. Best original one, I'd say. Uh, best cover? I'm going to think... What's the best cover? Best cover might be Uptown, Uptown Girl. I don't know if Uptown Girl may have actually started the whole... Like that, that's them just doing covers. Oh yes, Bot Bot Baby is it's I think it annoys my wife so much because it's one of my absolute favourites and she hates it. 
It's one of our least favourite Westlife songs. And I'm like, yes, Bop Bop Baby. That's the one. It's the one that, that stopped yeah. their number one run because it went to number three. Yeah. But I don't care. It was a bloody good song. Um, I, I like yeah. some, some good ones off their uh, their first couple albums, like their hidden tracks, like Imaginary, yeah. uh, Imaginary People was a good one. Um, there's a load of good one on their on their mm. concerts. Back Again is a good one as well. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know how I've kind of I've now I've ran myself down this rabbit hole and I'm not getting out of it uh, but yeah Westlife songs they they did not get the respect they're like the Eddie Guerrero to me they did not get the respect at the time from in my they, opinion and then now now that then they went away um, yeah. they're, they're finally getting it but cover for me I'd go Daughtry's What About Now oh that's good that's a good one that actually that that, that sent I remember when that came out and that ended up sending me down a Daughtry rabbit hole which is weird because it's He's, he's a, he seems like a nice guy, but Dotry is a very mediocre uh, mid Midwest rock band, which, uh, West for, for, which for some famous. reason I binged the first two albums when I when I was eighteen or something. I but no, I, but every time I listen to them, there's uh, their last song before they went on the big break was Lighthouse, and uh, it, only reason it went out is because Gary Bar Gary Barlow wrote it. Uh, but there's a there's a song on that album that's. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I can, I, I can, I know it. I'm not going to sing it for everyone's ears, um, but it's it's. But you listen to it on the album, you know that's their last song. What wonderful world, wonderful world. Yeah. It's called. That's their last song, but it never went out because they wanted to put out the Gary Bar Gary Barlow one instead, which yeah. was just it's gonna sell. What do you think of their new album, Spectrum? Uh, I've only heard uh, a few songs off of it. I'm sure. I think. Uh, what was it? Was it the, the first one that kind of came out for it? Uh, was just... Something about love. What was it? Love, love. Oh, I can't remember. I should know this. Hello, hello my love. Aye, that's, it. Up there. that's it. Hello, my love. Like, if, if you're going to bring a, if you're going to come back after being away for a while, that's a song to come back with. Absolutely. But it's just, it, it's, it, I don't think it's going to be the same kind of like land, musical landscape for them to like proper stand out. It's weird. It's weird, like, McFly is coming back as well, but I don't think, like, just to, like, I mean, take that came back, take that, for some reason, just had that complete nostalgia trip for so many people, and I'm not sure if kind of Westlife's going to be that exact same, because how different music is now with streaming services, which is a, a wee bit weird. And yeah, I mean, while, while, we're on the sub, while we're on the subject about, can I take that, can I come back, can I just say, NSYNC. Take that came back without Robbie because Robbie was up his own and was like, nah, I don't want to come back to take that. I'm making millions on my EMI records. Listen, my rap album, guys. Loved it, Rude Box. <laughs> and of course, of course, yeah, Justin Timberlake just doing extremely well as a Hollywood actor that even when he did an MTV performance of his last album, which was seven years ago. It's been seven years since a Justin Timberlake album, by the way, which is good. Uh, he was like, uh, we'll bring back NSYNC, but it's literally for a minute during my 30-minute performance. We're going to sing uh, a snippet of three songs, and then they're going to go back down in the wee elevators out of the stage. And I'm just like, guys, get back together. Get a Las Vegas wedding, Susie. Put music out. You can actually come back. You don't need Justin. Do if I told him he's a better singer anyway. <laughs> Even if you had to go through being called Joy Fat One for years, so you still yes. still belt out a tune. Like an actual oh astronaut. 
They've got a bass, you know. That's <laughs> bass. JC, Fatone. I get the other one. Chris. Oh. Uh, it's Chris. Chris Kirkpatrick. Chris Kirkpatrick, yes. I only remember him because I named him Lyric when he slides him off. <laughs> it's Chris Kirkpatrick. It's in the Good Charlotte video for Lifestyles of Richard Famous yes. as well. Yeah. Yes, but he's wearing the weird... He has a, the horrible fashion sense. Uh, the, the cream blazer. And yes. uh, he's got the really long name, the third, at the end as well. Um, oh, I loved Good Charlotte. Still, they're, they're still coming. My angry music. If I'm having a bit of a rubbish day, I'm like, I need to. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to vent out loud, but I need to like vent. And Good Charlotte does it for me. I always, <laughs> I always find Good Charlotte weird because they're like, how can you guys be punk and still date Paris Hilton? That doesn't make any sense. But like, now they were punk because they were Paris Hilton. I know. My mum. I never let me get. I love. I like Good Charlotte, and it's because it's like it's all oh, it's punky music. Yeah. Mum would always turn around and go. Middle class boys playing music in their garages. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Stop it. They're ruining it for me. But um, McFly yeah. was in our band I was supposed to see this year. So yeah. screw you, COVID, because I was supposed to see McFly also. And uh, that hasn't happened. Yeah. I mean, I, it's them or Busted. Yeah. Uh, I would want to see, but I'm not sure about seeing Busted now. Their newer stuff is a bit too... really like it. Like, no, the, there was an album called Night Driver they kind of brought out which they tried to change the sound a bit modernly, which is weird, but then they kind of brought out the, the last album. The last album, for some reason, they ended up having a YouTube drummer on it who I absolutely loved. I ended up watching like, a ton of his cover videos and I ended up finding out oh, I'm touring with Busted and I'm the studio drummer on their, their new album. I'm just like, how this is completely bizarre of these two worlds connecting and I never imagined that happened. But the last album was really good. The song's called the 90s in Reunion. Still kind of retain a weird kind of pop punk essence to them, but uh, that uh, busted always one of related as well. We had the first two busted albums. I re uh, when Charlie went on a fight start, it kind of connected with me getting into metal as well, which was good. But it was a bit more into metal when Charlie left to do it, then Paul from S Club when he went on to do a metal band, which always it's, it's it's one of those when you get you find that you're doing that kind of creative thing and you're kind of frustrated. It's like you're making money in a child act, but you're like, I want to do something else. I don't want to. I, I would like grown ups to come to my show, not just screaming wings. And then and on the flip side, we've got Brian McFadden who left because he wanted to be a bit more grown yeah. up. How's he making his money now? How's he making it? Is Boys he life. Aye. Spike and Fitty. Spine conspiracy theories on Twitter. Like the Irish people hate him. The only time I ever see him come up on uh, Twitter is when Pope Folk are calling him an idiot for being a anti, uh, a COVID, a hoax, anti masker kind of oh, idiot. God. I mean, I'll be fair to him, Brian McFan. His first album, his solo album, yeah. Irish Sun, yeah. it's a pretty good album. I'll give him that. And then, yeah, he's made, now making, making his money out of, out of yeah. the band he, he pretty much yeah. didn't want to be in. And now he's. <laughs> With Keith yeah. Duffy, of all of them from Boyzone, Keith Duffy. I just Keith Duffy is the the kind of bland one, or the one that looks like he could actually just be a da. Yeah. Every one of them is absolutely handsome, and then he's a five. Although I'm, um, I'm going to say Mikey Graham is probably hanging around about that low hanging fruit of numbers. He's a good singer. He was the replacement for Ronan when Ronan was sick, but still. 
he's not the prettiest lad in the world. Uh, have you seen his Irish uh, kung fu film? I have not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're an OSW review fan, but it's a uh, Fatal Deviation. Fatal Deviation. And it's, a, it's an Irish kung fu film, and uh, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Bennett, or as he called himself, Jimmy Binet, uh, was a uh, Irish kung fu, er, and he made his own film. And uh, the body was Mikey Graham from Boyzone. And I've never actually, I've, it's it's like The Room. I've never seen The Room, but I've watched OSW Review. Never seen The Room? Never seen oh. The Room. I, every bit I see of it, I go, I'm just going to cringe for so long watching this. Like, the, the last time I watched it all the way through, I, I still drank, so I was drunk watching it, which was okay. Uh, but uh, it's one of those ones where if you just even just watch... Uh, a review of it online, just like them. I just watch all the good bits. No, I tell you, I went to the GM, uh, the GFT to see it, but it was one of those ones where we, oh, we've got it's a wee game where we just like, oh, you've got a sheet that we get instructed to do. We, we were given spins, plastic, tons of plastic spins, which part of me is kind of like, why are we given spins? And it's something I realized before every picture frame in the room is literally just like. Somebody, somebody bought out of it home bargains, and it still has the stock picture in it of which is just spoons. They didn't, they, they didn't have the money or the time to just. All right, we'll take pictures of each other and put them in the frames. It's just nah. It's just spoons. Just put picture frames all around the room. Uh, last, last film, last one I remember watching when I was drunk was uh, Frozen, the first Frozen. Yeah. Never seen it before, and uh, I was just absolutely just so drunk. I had a kebab. I thought I, I downloaded it. Um, obviously legally for anyone watching um, and I, I was watching it and when the twist happened I was just I was just like oh, no way I was 20 when this happened <laughs> <laughs> I was just I just eating my kebabs going oh, this is amazing um, <laughs> right. I, I like Frozen but I feel the that Disney are doing the twist endings a bit too much like it's, like, it's one of those ones where you're like, well, everyone, you don't get a memorable villain because they decide to be a villain in the last 20 minutes. You want a villain that's chewing up the scenery for the entire hour and a half, which is brilliant. But good, good. some of them are quite good. Some yeah. of them are quite good. Uh, but no, yeah, Frozen. I, I love Frozen too as well. No, I'm not afraid to say. I see that right now. Um, so I think we're, we're just about, I think we're almost like starting to creep towards two hours maybe so i think we're gonna have to start yeah, maybe speak, uh, speak about wrestling or or just go down another rabbit hole because i see the harry potter books behind you and that's a whole other world uh, of, of stuff to speak about yeah. uh, what, what would be your i uh, hate to use the word because i'm 30 years old what is your fandoms what is your current fandoms okay so our fandoms include the simpsons but we'll, we'll just go through all the uh post uh, meme posting sites i'm on facebook so it's grubs it crowd simpsons uh harry potter uh what do we have maybe about hamilton recently during lockdown i got Benjamin can we be best hamilton. friends <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking all of these yes yes uh i'm trying to get myself back more into pokemon i never really got past gen 2 with pokemon uh, well, gen 3 for me that was my stopping point i need to go through there uh buffy buff buff is one of my big ones uh, we've got a few Power Ranger Fort Finals lying about here. And Scott Pilgrim, Scott, big Scott Pilgrim mark. When did Kevin you stop Smith with Power Rangers? Uh, when did I stop? Ah, uh, 
think what was it? I think Ninja Storm was the actual one I stopped kind of watching properly. I'll have had the point I think where I got to maybe seven or eight where I stopped watching Power Rangers properly. I was a uh, I met him often, kid from the start. I think met him often, Zeo in space, and then I just fell away from it, just watched something else. And then eventually, I was kind of hanging around with people, and Time Force was on, and they were on, on to Time Force. So it was like when I was like, ah, I'm not too much into it, even though Time Force, the, t the villain in Time Force is Bennett from Commando, which is weird. The, the big villain in Commando is the villain in Time Force, which is a bizarre fact. But then uh, Wild Force came on Jetix, so I ended up just watching Wild Force and then Ninja Storm. When I was just about finishing primary school, so. so and then, um, Zio, I watched a little bit of In Space, and then that's I fell away from it, and I came back a little bit for yeah. Dino Thunder because I had Tommy, so yeah. I was definitely gonna watch it for a bit. Um, Anything with Tommy? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite, but he's definitely the best Power Ranger. Yes. Yeah. There's difference between favorite and best, but definitely pop, the best one. Be pop, pop for you. My favorite Power Ranger was Billy growing up. Ah, I like yeah. Billy because he was called Billy. Yeah. But my favourite was Jason. <laughs> I was just like, who's your favourite parent? Jason. Not Billy. No. Jason. I love Jason. That's, that's it. <laughs> um, Scrubs. Love it. Uh, I, I have, I've very much, there's not a day goes by where I'm not uh, annoying my, my wife about yeah. Scrubs. And thankfully, it, it took me a long time to get her to watch it because the only time she ever watched was like bits and pieces out of sync and yeah, and uh, when I finally got her to watch it, start to finish, she, she finally appreciated it, and we can replay all the favourite jokes that that we can every Monday's Bongo Day. Uh, so that's that's just that's it now, and uh, we always the 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 bidet joke is my absolute favourite, which we always try to catch each other out with. So uh, use the use the thing that shoots water at your puppy butt. Um, uh, Scrubs. I could probably do a whole thing. Are you listening to? Are you listening to Fake Doctors, Real Friends? Is yeah, I've listened to uh, listen to a good few episodes right now. Uh, I, I can't go off off and on because uh, me and Ryan Griffin always have that kind of argument. Who's the bigger fan of Scrubs? He listens to the podcast quite regularly. I'm in and out. Just he kind of end up laughing because I've uh, been into looking up character actors recently, which is weird. But I was end up listening to them kind of talk about all, how a lot of them. We're just working as character actors in Hollywood and in TV shows and all the stuff that people have had on. And how, when they were writing for Dr. Cox, Melon said, eh, well, the casting instructions that we're looking for a John C. McGinley type. <laughs> Not John C. McGinley, just, so, so, you know, somebody likes, like, oh, John C. McGinley, you know who I'm talking about. And then eventually I just went, do, we want to, do I see John C. McGinley? I think he's available. I mean, I, I mean, we can't want someone like him, but just not just him. And then just went, oh, oh no, John C. McGinley's Dr. Cox. That's it. So that, that's it. And I can't imagine anybody else. Oh, yeah. It's just one of those, yeah. one of those shows that, I mean, everyone says there's only eight seasons. I liked mm -hmm. season nine for yeah. what it was. But I always have to say that afterwards. I like it. Yeah. For what it was, I I've still to properly finish. I, I, I end up trying to watch it again during lockdown. I just, but it wasn't one. It wasn't the quality I could just proper binge it. But uh, I know it was meant to just be a spin-off. But I, I know, I know for a fact that Bill Lawrence was just kind of like he was wanting to try and wrap up Scrubs. 
ABA, CBS didn't renew the contract. ABC were going, scrubs a good commodity. Let's pick up. And he just went, okay, I can finally write season eight because it's like the show's kind of loses steam and I can wrap up and give JD's walk-off ending. And then ABC just kind of going, eh, no, we've just you signed a contract. We want more from you. We want more money from Scrubs. And he just went, can I write a spin-off show? And it's like, you can write a spin-off show, but we're still calling it Scrubs season nine because it's the name Scrubs we want. No, but it's going to be called Med School. We're still going to have characters from Scrubs. Just, it won't be Scrubs. No, it's Scrubs. Like, fine. Scrubs is cancelled. See? <laughs> yeah, that's always the case. It's like I always have to say for what it was because I, yeah. if, as soon as I go, I liked it. It's always the case of, yeah. but it was awful. Yeah. No, as a spin-off, it, it's great. Um, it just right, wasn't okay. scrubs. That doesn't have the feel. So I think I'm t- my very small notes here. Uh, well, one of the questions is still doing the beard by Colton Davis, but I think everyone watching the video yeah. feed knows the answer to that already. Uh, as, as we're it gets, it gets, unfortunately I'm having to trim it now again myself because bad guy brands still not like to touch beards, just hair which is well, it's, 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 as soon as he can get his hands on it it will get in yeah, good, good shape, I've just got split ends everywhere which is annoying but, yeah. I, I have no idea I need to learn beard maintenance I'm still just getting food in my moustache I'm just like, this is annoying uh, I I have no if bad if if uh, if bad guy are watching uh, yourself struggle with split ends I have never maintained this in my life so I, I just trim it every so often I right about the start of lockdown had it amazing it was bushy it was fantastic and then uh, I just got turned to one day and just went that's coming off and I was like ah yeah. <laughs> no but it got trimmed back and it's never grown back the same it's now just like. It just makes my head look rounder somehow. It just because it just grows round. Even if I shave off this and try and grow this bit, it just goes still goes round. Um, I mean, it's better than having it off. If if it if it gets taken off, I look like a thumb. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to kind of weigh up the options here. Uh, the other question, I think we'll leave it right to the end because it feels like a right good wrap up question. Uh, I've got one here. What's your favourite dinosaur? Velociraptor. Velociraptor. That seems to be a popular choice. A lot of people are. are it's it's the it's the small worker that goes around. Are you, are you a fan? He's of smart. It? Like Tyrannosaurus Rex looks cool and his badass is hell, but at the same time he just goes and just demolishes stuff. Like if I, you you see Velociraptor, you know it's you're done. But the, uh, every time it doors, it can open doors. Can a dinosaur, can a Tyrannosaurus Rex open doors? No, he just like that. I mean, he can rip off a the roof of a toilet and eat a lawyer right off a toilet, but I, I just can't hear Velociraptor without thinking of uh, uh, friends when someone asks Ross what he thinks. Yeah, that's it. The sound of a Velociraptor. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that. I did look like a total idiot when I said it. So what's what's the? I mean, you're, you're back. You're one of the few at the moment back doing the wrestling um, at the time of recording, which is why I'm taking, you're my last interview until next year because I, it's getting really confusing yeah. now when I'm two yeah. months ahead and I'm just like going, uh, what are you doing this year? And it's 2020, but I've got yeah. to speak about 2021. Now, it's just, yeah, that's why you're my you're my last one for, for now. Uh, but for people that are listening to this in, in, the, in the timeline, it'll sound... All cool because next week I'll have a guest and you'll never know the difference. But uh, so, any dream opponents, dream matches, 
that you want to do or you just want to get back to the wrestling? That's like, I, I do just want to get back uh, back into it. Like this year, I was kind of told in advance, like some people that I'd be going up against, which was looking very lucrative. And then obviously, uh, COVID happened and unfortunately, a lot of that stuff didn't come to place. But essentially, I'm just looking back to get getting my feet back under me in wrestling. I'd like to wrestle some of the mainstay names in Scotland, in the sense that it can help me get back. Like when I, uh, the match that's on right now with uh, Stevie Boy on WWE Network, it was so much better to wrestle someone like him because he is so good that I can actually lean on him in order to try and get back in. As as opposed to if I was just in with someone on the same level as me. But I do want to wrestle anybody and any time again. It's just one of those ones. I want to wrestle somebody that has a lot more experience than me that I can get a rub off of. But I also want to wrestle with younger guys so I can learn how to be the main guy inside the ring as well and help just bring up people because we're going to have to do a lot of rebuilding uh, once we get back, once we get the crowds in, bring back uh, Scott Fersham up. Definitely, I think I think wrestling's in for a. a I think I did an interview with Scottish Wrestling Discussion and give them a, a little plug, even though it's going to be two years, the two months in the future, um, saying that that wrestling. I think Scottish wrestling's in for a next another boom period once the crowds come back yeah. because um, not only is there there's less companies, there will be less companies, uh, whether the ones that have already closed before we've we've discussed or or that there will be less companies, mm-hmm. less spots to have when the shows reopen. So um, it's just going to be good shows. And plus, a lot of places, again, we, we said earlier, everyone will have their core roster, at least for the first little bit. So it gives yeah. a chance to to build an audience again. It's going to be very exciting, weird, scary, but exciting at the same time. I think. Um, the last question I've actually already asked you, which is mm-hmm. is a favourite that came through by quite a few folk, including John Young from Fair State Wrestling, which is, uh, are you still doing the wrestling? But I think we know the answer. Still doing the wrestling. Still doing the wrestling. Uh, how did, just before, I guess before we, hopefully we don't spin off too much. Yeah. How, how, why is that a thing? It's just still doing the wrestling. That's, that's, that's generally, I, 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 when I started doing it, every kind of wrestler started to kind of chuckle because like, I've, like, well, why are you saying still, still doing wrestling? It's like, you know, get folk just going to you. Like, you haven't seen them in years. Or a few months, it's like, you still doing wrestling? It's, it's almost, when you get that one, it's almost kind of condescending. Oh, you're you still doing wrestling? Pal? And you're just like, I, I'm still doing the wrestling. I've just been on the WWE Network. And you're like, all right, so you're actually doing well. But it's just one of those, like, family functions. You just be like, hey, how are you doing, son? You're still, you're still doing the wrestling? You're still, no, not seen somebody in a while. You're still doing the wrestling? It's, got to, it's, it's bad. It's got to the point now where someone comes up to me and says, I've not seen in a while. You're, going, you're still doing the wrestling? It's like, I don't know if they've seen what I've been, just what I've been doing on social media. And uh, they're either going along with a joke or they're genuinely asking, and I'm just kind of laughing. It's one of those ones as well. With, like My brother was working, and somebody came out of his work. Just had a, week, we had a chat with him. And I was like, oh, how's, your, how's your brother doing? Is he still doing the wrestling? And my brother just started to laugh for a bit. I saw so the guys looking on weird. And he just like, I need to tell you something. He can't explain the reason why I do it. But what, why I'm saying, you still do the wrestling? It's like, everybody just keeps going, oh, you still do the wrestling. So he started using that as a gimmick. And he just went, that's absolutely hilarious. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but uh, the, 
the memes you've been seeing on like uh, Instagram or Twitter is just like it's all been like TV related. So the the the, the end the end game is just like oh, Grant, you're still doing the rest. I was like, aye, but it's everything's TV related, and it's just me lying on the couch watching TV. As I like, nah, I'm still doing the wrestling. I've convinced myself I'm still doing the wrestling. But all the TV shows I've been watching has just been bleeding into my head. Nah, I'm still doing the wrestling. Big, I'm just comatose. I'm just like Jack, Jack, Jack Nicholson lying in one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Ah, I'm still doing the wrestling, son. Me and me and I care home, and I'm seventy. Ah, I'm still doing the wrestling. What's what's weird is I mean that absolutely works and it's hilarious yeah. and everything, but I used to get that as well. And I think it's just because yeah. I was that kid. It's always a wrestling kid. Is that, yeah, you're still into the wrestling. Still, still into the wrestling. Oh, I've seen the WWF. Uh, I've seen the WWF. Uh, John Cena, and I'm just sitting there thinking, and you're trying, but I need to yeah. correct you. I'm not going to correct you because if I start, I'm going to keep speaking. Yeah. I don't want to speak that, to you anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, you see, you, you're watching that WWF, son, I. Oh, yeah. is, that, that, is, that, is it the Undertaker still wrestling? Yes, that's it. It's always that one. Is it? Oh, oh, yeah. mind, mind the Undertaker. Is he still going? I must be getting all new. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you, you do wrestling, son? Do you know Gredo? Yep, that's odd. Oh, do, do you keep Gredo? Yeah, Gredo. Ah, oh, he's funny, isn't he? <laughs> oh, so I saw him on the Scott Squad. Uh, I saw. I saw, saw him in the River uh, City. Uh, uh. That's, that's my, oh, my, 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 fr- my friend Kyle, his gran worked as an ex, was doing extra work on River City, I think. And he was just like, oh, so I was talk, talking with, with Grado. I was like, oh, that's, that's, that was, I seen him when I was on River City. That was, that was, was like, I, I, almost every time like, I, I see him, I'm just like, oh. yeah, it's yeah. Seats. I, I, yeah. I, I do enjoy it. It works. So, uh, any any thoughts? I mean, if, if anyone wants to tap you for for uh, River City, are you are you game for it, or are you just quite happy just to just do the wrestling? No, uh, I've, I've done. A, it's been a while since I've done extra work. I used to do extra work when I was in high school. I wanted to try and become an actor, but that fell by the wayside quite quickly. Feels like a similar story, but we're, uh, so well, we are. You have hit two hours, so we will we will we will we will talk about my. Uh, Five second appearance in an episode of Taggart called Local Hero, which is oh, there you go. Write that down, Taggart Local which Hero. Is, like, ho- hopefully, this uh, podcast episode doesn't air uh, a longer period after I did that episode. I think I did that, I filmed that episode in 2008 and then I finally got to air in 2010, which was for, for some reason Taggart was reaching the point where I was like, oh no, we're not doing episode by episode weekly. It's now nah, we'll recently release an episode and then I will let you know in a few months of why I put the L on it. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go check the IMDb uh, now. Yeah. Target local hero, <laughs> social source wrestling champion, Grant McIver. Anyway, right, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I think I've cleaned it up easily now, but you can find me on at the one Grant McIver on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I've got a Reddit now, but I still need to try and get Reddit content on. TikTok as well, but uh, still to, uh, I haven't been on TikTok since middle of quarantine. But D1, at D1 Grant McIver on Twitter and Instagram is where I'm most active. And hopefully I can get some TikTok footage back on once the, the wrestling is proper back. 
Awesome. So uh, for those that are listening on the Patreon, watching the Patreon, you can see Grant McIver on the WWE Network. You might still be able to see him uh, when this comes out live. But thank you for joining me. And I'm sure I'm sure we'll get a part two once once we actually do have the wrestling back. All right, man. Thank you very much for having us. Enjoy meeting you.